Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Guys, what's up? Week 13 game previews. We are Offensive Points and give us a follow on Twitter at Offensive Points. Also, follow the Passel at Semi Pro Fantasy. Get on our live chat on Sunday mornings for start sit advice on our YouTube channel, which is still IDP Army. It's confusing. We know it, but we love it. Follow Josh at Josh Hall. Follow Billy at Ombre Vendor. Follow myself at OP Economist. This passel's ready to roll. How about you? The passel. You're, you can't passel. be a you can't be a passel. You're one person. We <laughs> are a pa- we right. are a passel. Our, our, us as a passel are ready to go. I said we as a passel are ready to rock. Hey Billy, how do we feel about Lincoln Riley? Oh my God, the can of worms. Well, here's the thing, Joe. Fuck Lincoln Riley, coward. Had to leave the uh, what who, team that's headed to the SEC. Go to the Pac-12 because he cannot handle the heat, so he got out of the kitchen. Good luck having your flashy, splashy offense out there. When you play Alabama or any of the other big boys, you're still going to get your ass kicked, Lincoln. It's going to happen. Sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. I would cut my leg off with a toothbrush to get the kind of contract that he signed. Yeah. What was, I mean, it, what was his contract? Contract's good. It's 110 uh, mil. 110 mil, free private jet whenever he needs it. Free house um, in L.A. Free house I for how many years? You know, I don't know if they've said how many years. Initially, it was ten years, but I don't. They might might have backed off that amount of Dude, years. Either way, so if someone gave me a hundred and ten million dollar contract for fifty fucking years, I'd take that shit. 
Here's the thing that if, if it is 11, 110 mil for 10 years, it still makes him the highest paid coach in college football because Saban only gets 9 million. So, oh, wow. Like it's 9 million. Well, it's really expensive to live in college. Well, what's Lincoln done to, to deserve that? That's what I'm oh, saying. No, no, I, I, I no, Lincoln doesn't that. deserve the that. Fact that. The college coaches get paid the way they do, man. It's wild. Yeah. Well, the worst part is they get more money on top of that. Just un- off off the books. We won't get out into that can of worms. That's a whole other thing. Is how we'll be much- in college football's mindset here in a few weeks once uh, NFL starts uh, dying down. So yes, we will. Okay, let's get on some game previews. We got four buys this week, including my Cleveland Browns. Much needed Cleveland Brown buy. Um, Tennessee Titans also on a buy. Um, I don't even know the other two teams, but I just knew those two off the top of my head. Um, they really don't. All right. Well, I forgot who has the four games. Josh, is it you start? I mean, no, I went, I went light. I've got I Thursday got... night. Oh, so you start. Yeah, you start Thursday night. All right. So Thursday night, New Orleans versus Dallas in the Superdome in New Orleans. Uh, Vegas likes this game at 47 and a half. Um, should be some points scored in this one. So Mike McCarthy will sit this one out with COVID as Colin Moore takes over play calling. It's probably going to help the team out a little bit, honestly. Uh, I think Kel Moore is a little bit more aggressive. Uh, we still have to monitor Zeke. The report said he'd be rested. It might be out, but he practiced in full today, and he got on the the media conference the other day and absolutely shit on the fact that he would be sitting out. So we'll see what happens there. If he does sit, Pollard is a must start. I think Pollard's a good start even if he does play, but uh, but we'll get into that. I love the Dak Lamb stack in DFS this week. Gallup has, is a great start this week with Amari Cooper riding the pine. Um, the vaunted Saints defense has been struggling against wide receivers and tight ends the last few weeks. So I really like Dak. Um, I like Schultz. I like uh, I like everyone in this game. Um, and bigger news, QB situation for the Saints is Taysom Hill might be starting this week. As I learned earlier in part one of the podcast, he's been battling plantar fasciitis. But um, as of recording this, Sean Payton has not officially announced the starter. Um, I assume it's Taysom. He's 5K on DraftKings, which is super cheap. Um, Dallas is top five against the run, and there's really no more news on Kamara's status. He was limited the last two practices. Mark Ingram practiced in full today. Uh, With Taysom, Kamara has not done well with Taysom Hill in, and especially he gets vultured from him. So, I'm not super excited for anyone. If Ingram plays, you can start him, but he's probably a water, or running back three for me. Uh, Traquan Smith has come has been coming on as of late. He could be a sneaky play in daily, but I do not trust him in season long. So he is my sit for today, and my stop is you paid Taysom Hill, use Taysom Hill. Just put him in his quarterback. I want to see him play safety, linebacker, defensive end, tight end, wide receiver, running back, coach. I for that kind of money, I want to see him do it all. So. <laughs> Make him play him. Hey, he's a gadget player, man. Gadget yeah. player. Big gadget guy. Yeah. Inspector realize... Gadget. That should be his name. That should be his name. I, I actually didn't realize that they hadn't named him starter yet, which I no. just saw recently. Was, was yeah, like, it wasn't official. But I like Dallas to win this one. Might be. Oh, really? Yeah. I do not trust Dallas at all. Not going to lie. That's fine. Thought they were going to have an easy game against Las Vegas on Thanksgiving, and they made that look anything but easy. With all the um, injuries and COVID, I assumed that they wouldn't have a good game, but I assumed they'd 
pull it out, and they didn't, which was Well, the awesome. Raiders have been going through a bigger nightmare than losing two receivers. It's fair. But Deshaun Jackson did one of his vintage uh, plays against the Cowboys. Okay. I'll get on to my first game. Let's, let's just start right at the top. New England versus Buffalo. So this is not for sole uh, place uh, atop the AFC, but it is going to be atop the AFC East. I don't think Buffalo thought New England was going to be this good coming into the year. Kind of a little bit of a disaster for Buffalo if they're allowing um, Mac Jones and the boys to uh, creep back up on them. But my start for this game is, first of all, start mac and cheese. I know Buffalo has a good defense. They uh, lost Tredavious White for the year um, after he was injured in the Thanksgiving Day game. Um, so I think mac and cheese, Mac Jones is going to be able to do, do do just enough to get by in that game. Uh, my main start for the game, though, is actually going to be Kendrick Bourne. I think that if you need a fill-in wide receiver at this time of year, Kendrick Bourne is your guy. He got two touchdowns in the last game. That is a little fluky, but he just seems to be able to make plays happen. Jacoby Myers is maybe the safer option as far as getting more catches, but if you need that touchdown upside, Kendrick Bourne's your guy. Uh, My sit for this game is New England running backs, and it's nothing against either running back. I just, if if you don't have a better option, you're going to have to play them, but against Buffalo, I think that's the one thing that Buffalo is still good at. I think that between Ramondre and Damian Harris, they're both going to have one good game as if they were, you know, the same running back, but as two separate entities, it's going to be hit or miss for either one. And my stop for this game is stop doubting Mac and cheese. Mac Jones is here to stay people. I love this kid. I, I hated him going into the season, but I'm all in now. He does just enough to win football games and new England's back, man. They're back. Well, he's a rookie, too, and the upside is just phenomenal. So, I mean, it's only going to get better at this point. The evil empire has returned, and it's crazy that they're back this fast. They were already talking about their chances of making it to the Super Bowl. And they don't have a hard schedule. It's not that hard. It's a little soon, though, to to be crowning them in the Super Bowl. But the defense is so good and they're not injured. Yeah. Like that's the two things that like is if they can keep that going, they're going to be fine. They're going to be yeah. more than fine. I just don't think they're a Super Bowl team. That defense well, is Super Bowl caliber, Billy, I think. Billy wanted them, so that $10 is looking really good right now. You only put 10 on it. Damn. I don't remember. I gave it to you, didn't I? Should be 20. No, you didn't. Okay, well maybe it's 20. I don't remember. It's not, it's in my wallet then. Um winning money. So you're actually your sit just to keep talking about this game. Your sit should have been all of the running backs in the game because Buffalo can't figure it out. Well, the only reason I didn't say that is because I think that Bill Belichick is going to try to take away Stefan Diggs and the wide receivers. Mm, that's fair. so that might give the running backs a little bit more leeway than they normally would have. But like, but good Matt, luck choosing Matt Judon is so like good. He he should really be getting some defensive player of the year. A recognition either he's not going to because he's not really that flashy but he has been an absolute monster on that d-line he always I, wears a bright red shirt of course he's flashy yeah literally flashy he's flashy but he flashy. nobody seems to talk about him jc jackson's lockdown corner they still throw at that man every week i don't get it all right so since i'm a trash person and trash fantasy football i picked all the trash games um so let me get on to my first of the four trash games um Josh, you want so- to talk about something man 
trash person, trash man. I come out and I just start throwing garbage around the ring. Um, you found Charlie's bad room. So uh, my first one's Minnesota Detroit. So one surprise of this game uh, to me has been how decent Kirk Cousins has played. He really hasn't been terrible. Um, I'm not saying he's been good, but he hasn't been bad. Uh, the Vikings defense, on the other hand, with 28 to 34 points being the normal score against, have have been pretty bad. So even Detroit should have a decent time against this defense. Really wish Swifty, Swifty was here. So um, Detroit could use a good offensive showing, honestly, just to like kind of boost their spirits here. And honestly, I could see a win in this game. I don't think they will, but like on the off chance that they did. So, but unfortunately, the Lions defense is worse. So. Uh, my start here is uh, assuming Swift's out, which he hasn't officially been um, ruled out. Uh, it's actually going to be Jamal Williams and Alexander Matson. Uh, I am ruling this game the battle of the backup backs. Um, so running back one on both teams are more than likely out. I, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, they're very capable backups. Both have a great chance of stepping right in and taking over for the coming weeks. So, uh, definitely starting both of them. Terrible rush defenses on both. And my sit here is Josh Reynolds. We kind of talked about this in the first round of podcasts. I know what you're thinking. He's the guy now. And maybe he is, but it's the Lions, and that could change really quickly. And this is week 13, so you hopefully don't have to chance it on Reynolds. But if you do, the connection does appear to be there. Just don't get cute with it. Don't start starting them over people that you shouldn't. And my stop is, we've touched on this one in the in the first pod, but I just need to do it one more time. The star injuries, man. Can we stop it? We lost Swifty Cook and McCaffrey all in one week. Um, it's been really tough, uh, especially a lot of playoff teams are and playoff hopefuls are feeling really rough right now. Uh, and this hurts, man. There's only so many good running backs to go around as it is. And to all the owners out there, I just hope you're doing okay. I know I haven't been. Um, I'm an owner of all three of these in different leagues. And it's been a rough time, man. Uh, you're a manager. <laughs> oh my god, that was perfect. Speaking of Swift, though, for real, like my Bears, man, they finally win a game when I don't want them to. I want them to lose, so Nagy will just get the fuck out of there. Not only do they win the fucking game, but they also take my fucking running back out in the process. Fuck them. Fuck Chicago Bears. Agreed. Sad times. Sad times. Bears Nation. All right, so <clears throat> Las Vegas and the football team in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. 49 over under, so again, Vegas expecting a high-scoring game here. Uh, we saw Heineke really put together an impressive performance against Seattle. Um, but Las Vegas, they've been kind of up and down against wide receivers and quarterbacks as of late. Some weeks they're good, another week they're bad. Um, I like Heineke this week. Um, but with Antonio Gibson's performance on Monday night, McKissick's injury, Gibson for me is a must play. Uh, you drafted him real high. You are playing him. There is no doubt in my mind that he needs to be in your lineup. Uh, Logan Thomas looks like the old Logan Thomas, so get him back in the lineups too. And McLaurin, um, he's been up and down. I kind of expect an average game from him. Uh, Las Vegas has been decent against wide receivers, uh, but I don't anticipate a monster McLaurin game. On the Las Vegas side, uh, Washington has actually been quite a bit better on defense, uh, but they can give up a big play here and there. I love the Derek Carr, Deshaun Jackson stack, and Daly. Uh, DJX came in, 
the first game he played, he had that weird play where he spun around. He had an easy touchdown and threw it to the defender randomly. I don't understand that one. Uh, but last week he had another big touchdown, almost had two. So I like DJX a lot this week. Um, Brian Edwards is really just taking a back seat um, in this offense. So if you want a really, really gross flex play this week, it's Deshaun Jackson. He could give you 30 points or he could give you a five. So if you want to sweat some shit out on Sunday, <laughs> put Deshaun Jackson in your flex. Uh, Waller is likely out. So I like Foster Monroe. Uh, he did step in one week this or one week this year with Waller missing. And I think he went uh, over 80 yards, six catches. So they definitely still feature the tight end, even when Waller is not there. Um, Josh Jacobs last week, one catch away from just a monster game um, in that, uh, in that Thanksgiving game. But I don't expect him to do have a whole lot of success against Washington, but I think you have to start him. Uh, Hunter Renfro is my DFS sleeper this week. I think there's going to be a lot of dink and dunk passes to him. So in a PPR setup like DraftKings, He's a good place to start. Um, so my sit for this week is Brian Edwards. Stop trying to make it happen. I know he's good. The Raiders always talk him up, but it's not going to happen. And my stop is stop disrespecting Taylor Heineke, man. He's defeated Brady, Cam, and Russell Wilson in the last three weeks. Put some respect on the man's name. Tell you what, I actually kind of like him. I don't know if he's a long-term option. I just... Every time you watch him play, you're like, well, here, this is finally the week. And then he pulls some shit out of his ass. So yeah. mean, if it works, it works. He's a winner. Uh, I mean, the whole time, sorry, Josh, the whole time during that interview last night, they just kept talking about, oh, you know, is this actually good enough for you to to take over as the starter and all this stuff? I'm like, dude wins. What else do you want from your quarterback? He wins. Right. That's true. That's true. Was he can say- come be a passel if they cut him. I never wanted to cut you <laughs> off, but man, you're getting vintage Deshaun Jackson again. And I love it. Five or 30, man. No, no in between. No in between. No in between. Okay. I'll get on to the next game on my list, which is Seattle versus San Francisco. Uh, Shanahan has got the gravy train rolling for San Francisco. And here they are meeting Seattle at home at the right time because Seattle is in a free fall right now after losing to Washington on Monday night. My start for this game, I think we're finally going to get the Brandon Ayuk game that we've been waiting for. Um, I've actually been seeing him quite a bit. He's actually a really good – I don't know if you've all seen this, but he's a really good pass blocker out on the edges when uh, Debo's running or Elijah Mitchell. Sure. Um, yeah, I know. As soon as I'm saying this, of course, it's going to be Sherfield or even Jennings. Um, who's a deep play? It's a new – yeah, it's a new game out yeah. of nowhere. But I think this is finally the IU game. This is finally maybe he gets a few of Debo's touches, something. We'll see. Um, My sit for this game, I think it's finally time. I don't think Russell Wilson needs to be started. I, I, I know that you you may you may not have another option, which is sad to say. But like guys, right now, if you had Taysom Hill or Russell Wilson, what do you, which one would you play going into this week? Well, I dropped Taysom Hill last week, so I'm forced to start Russell Wilson. Well, yeah, but if I'm okay, that's you, Joe. I'm saying if you had I got him on Wilson your team or Cam right now, I got Wilson or Cam. Well, okay, I'd probably play Wilson over Cam, but I don't it's know. Close. Actually, it's I don't close. Know, actually, I think Cam is going to come back. I'm not. I'm not putting that on paper or anything. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you have another option than Russell Wilson, like you have a Derek Carr or something like that, you're probably going to go with that other option because Russell Wilson is just not looking good right now nick nick bosa is back like he has been on an absolute tear the last five games for san francisco on that defense 
and I would not start a running back because Alice Collins is trash. I would not. I would Seattle as a whole, other than maybe Tyler Lockett and Gerald Everett. I would just leave him alone. Don't think even DK Metcalf. He's getting exposed a little bit. I'm sorry to say he did. He was not targeted until the fourth quarter. But still, there's got to be a reason for that. I, I just can't believe it's you know he's they're just not throwing him the ball. So my stop is just I kind of was alluding to it. Just stop Seattle in general. I, I using their players. You're in for a hard week most weeks. Um, Tyler Lockett might be able to do something for you because Russell Wilson likes him. Gerald Everett seems to be able to get open in the end zone, so you might be able to get something from that. But as far as like running backs, DJ Dallas is going to – he seems like the best running back on the team, but they won't commit to him. So as far as everybody else on that team his, – His stats are super skewed, though, because it was all last-minute – Dink and dunks in the middle, eight yard catches. Well, yeah, but he looks. He, he, if he started instead of Alex Collins, I think oh, I agree. Would have a much better chance to win. But they won't start him, so you can't even trust putting DJ Dallas in the game. So I don't know. It, uh, Seattle's in for. A, I don't know. Their offseason is going to suck because they don't even have their first round draft pick. So I don't know what they're about to do. I think it's going to be a fire sale, and I think Pete Carroll might head on to the podcast scene or something because I don't think he'll be playing football anymore. He can join uh, our passel. Playing football. He can coaching be a part football. of our passel, man. Do you know yeah. how annoying it'd be to do a podcast with someone when they're like <laughs> <laughs> Joe we Josh should all chew gum one podcast for the Pete Carroll podcast. <laughs> That'd be dope. Yeah. San Francisco I'm getting rolls gum, though. Mine's going to be like lasting for three seconds a piece. Like, hold on, I got to get a new one. When he gets fired, we're when we are we're gonna come on the podcast and we're all just going to be chewing gum. Yeah. We just send well, him an invite. The podcast. See, see what happens. Send him an invite. DM him the stream yard link. <laughs> all right, Josh. <laughs> just send it to him on Twitter. All right, on to trash game number two. Uh, and it is my very own Philadelphia Eagles playing the New York Jets. Uh so fun fact, this is round two of the Eagles' five easiest games. Uh, we lost number one, which gives me a little hope <laughs> that we can even beat the Jets. So I would say good news is the Jets are starting Zach Wilson, but honestly, uh, it's the offense that's the problem, so I'm not really worried about the defense. Uh, the Jets are coming in to this game hot after one of their three wins, beating another 2-8 and eight team. Uh, although without with Michael Carter out there, their run game is uh, not going to be that great. I know you guys want that other guy to be good, but he's not going anywhere. And Zach Wilson did exactly about what we expected him to do with 150 yards, an interception, and a fumble. So I'm not expecting much from this game fantasy-wise, or at least for the Jets. Uh, I'm not banking on any of the Eagles anymore, uh, but you're really not getting excited about starting anyone in this game in general. Um, I, can, I get it if you want to do the Eagles, but I don't. I have to, unfortunately, because I own them everywhere and all the injuries. So my start is Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. You know, if you can't tell, I'm not excited about them either at this point. Um, if you have any of these players as starts, these are the two. Uh, after four or, and three targets, respectively, they have to find a way to get these guys the ball. So I imagine you'll see a few design plays, but I'm, I'm not getting my hopes up yet. And my sit is Miles Sanders because Sirianni hates him. No, I'm just kidding. I mean... Really true, but my real set is all the Jets. Uh, the only Jet you're really even thinking about is uh, Elijah Mitchell from the San Francisco 49ers. Just kidding, Elijah Moore uh, <laughs> or Carter if he was alive, but he's not. So with there not being much else offensively for the Jets and the downgrade of Zach Wilson at quarterback, I think you're sitting more in this week even, uh, especially against going – I imagine he's going to go against Slay for the majority of the day. Uh, one thing the Eagles are actually good about 
is stopping the run as of late for some reason. So Ty Johnson and I don't even remember the other Jets running back is Walter uh, the Colonel. The, the, the Colonel. The Colonel. My apologies is uh, out for me anyway. <laughs> and then my stop is Sirianni because obviously it has to be. Uh, this team is imploding. One week after the Eagles upset a second team in a row, you come in as favorites and play like the worst team in football. You stop running the ball, which was like the thing we were doing good. Hurts looked bad, and so did the play calling. You don't get a break just because the QB played bad, though, Sirianni. Uh, there are plenty of chances to win that game. And I don't know, maybe Billy was on to something in the beginning of the year because that bottom 10 is looking more and more likely after last week. So at what point did they just pack it in and do what we did last year and get the higher draft pick and draft another Devontae Smith? I mean, that's I don't know, question. especially with the Colts winning now, like now that draft pick's sailing up the board. Right now they have projected us as the 10th and 11th uh, with Miami's and ours, and I don't understand how Miami's is 10th, but – I guess they have been. Miami's on a five game winning streak because they're playing an easy lineup or easy schedule. Well, so are we, and we're not winning. So, so uh, the only other player I wanted to shout out in this game, and it's this is super deep, but uh, Ryan Griffin, the tight end for the mm-hmm. Jets, he's got four targets over the last two games. And while that doesn't mean much, he hasn't really done that much with them. Who knows? You know, maybe in the future. Maybe if Zach, if Zach Wilson likes him. Does Zach Wilson like anyone with 150 yards? I mean, you can't really start any of his receivers. He targeted him eight times, and the second place was Griffin with four. But Zach Wilson loves the Colonel. Zach Wilson loves the other team. And the that Colonel. Is true. Throwing I'm, I'm really excited. Colonel in some DraftKings lineups, dude. You know what? I want to go back. My start Are you for be... real? No, yeah. you're just throwing money away at this point. No, my the start... Oh, my God. Respect my start should Colonel. be both defenses. If you have respect, any players on either of these defenses, the Colonel, are you just hope for me? that big play? <laughs> All right, Joe, thirty-two hundred on DraftKings. Yeah, it should be free. Be a Sorry. free spot. If you got balls, you'll start. like in bingo. All right, guys, Tampa Bay versus Atlanta in the Mercedes Dome in Atlanta. Vegas has it at fifty and a half. Um, like Abe Lincoln would say, four score and Fournette for four. <laughs> that was Um, great that was was, um, that was so great i guess vegas thinks that the bucks are going to score 50 points in this game because i don't really see how this game would shoot out or how atlanta is going to score on this team atlanta is putrid and patterson is the only solid piece for them uh tampa bay is going to shut him down on the ground i like patterson and his receiving potential here tampa bay has been giving up passes to running backs so you're starting patterson um it's not gonna be pretty but you have to start him at this point um gage has been solid as a late i think he's been their leading wide receiver but uh somebody has to be yeah i i think the bucks defensive line really overwhelms matt ryan in this game and uh gage might get some garbage time stuff so he's he, if you're desperate you can start him i honestly at this point i don't know what to do with pitts uh the talent is there but arthur smith refuses to feature him in any sort of major role no so, it's, it's not even that it's that they're they're shadowing him. they're and shadowing they, him they but i mean still it. just throw it to him he's good enough to catch it between two defenders mm-hmm. he's just taller than he's taller than any db on the other team he missed a couple yeah. of them anyway start your tampa bay players in this one atlanta's been doing a little bit better on defense but there's no stopping the buccaneers at this point uh, getting Gronk and AB back will really make it impossible to guard this team. Um, with AB back, I am fading Godwin and Evans in daily, but uh, 
I, I'm still starting him in season long. Don't get me wrong, but I think AB chews right back into it, and we're going to start him every week. Uh, Gronk is back. He's studly, um, but I love Antonio Brown at this price. He's 5K on DraftKings. So my sit for this week is Ronald Jones because fuck Ronald Jones. I'm tired of that shit. And stop is you just you can't stop Tampa Bay. That's my stop. Can't stop him. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. I'm a little worried about Gronk's performance levels when AB returns, I will say. As yeah, but if you look at how he was playing when AB was in there, it was still pretty ridiculous. No, for sure. I mean, there's definitely that, but I feel like, yeah, you know what? Fair point. Can you I stop think it's pretending? It's a 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D situation. Can you stop pretending like you were locked into the Jacksonville Atlanta game last week, Josh? There's no shot that you knew what was happening in that game. No, I actually was because I was playing against Kyle Pitts, and then it didn't matter anyway because Joe Mixon torched me. So, four score and for net four four. Yeah. All right. Next one on my list: AFC North battle, Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Baltimore, I don't know how the fuck they keep winning these games. It's just they are not a good football team. I don't know how they keep pulling it out. And I guess it's because of the other team. Maybe that's who you could blame. Cleveland being bad. Uh, Detroit, when they lost on that kick, just you know, blame the field goal. I, I, I don't even know. I don't know how they keep winning. They put all these that games, post one foot in. Exactly. There, there was some kind of suspiciousness happening there, I'm sure. But I don't know. Baltimore keeps winning. And they're catching Pittsburgh at the perfect time, coming off of a absolute drubbing from Cincinnati. So my start for this game is Mark Andrews. I think Lamar Jackson likes to feature Mark Andrews. I, you're already starting him in your lineup. He's one of the best tight ends in the league this year. Great start. Um, so really I think you're gonna out of nowhere, Bill. Well, I don't. <laughs> here's the problem, though. I don't know who else you would start in this game that you're not already thinking about starting. Cause I mean, you probably have him to start Lamar Jackson, um, Hollywood Brown. You probably have him in your lineup. Um, and then Pittsburgh, my sit for this game is actually chase Claypool. I would start Deontay Johnson, but Claypool is probably going to be shadowed by Marlon Humphrey. And for some reason, teams haven't figured out that Marlon Humphrey is going to shut down anybody you throw he's up good. against him. So yeah, he's, he, he good. And so I think Chase Claypool is probably – it's probably going to be like a four-catch for 30-yard thing this week for Claypool. And everybody's going to be like, whoa, what the fuck? How'd that happen? No, it's you can pretty much see it coming from a mile away. And my stop is, are we sure Big Ben's the best quarterback on the team no, right now? he's not. Like, are we sure? They Why left him put- – I got a conspiracy – this isn't a conspiracy – an official conspiracy corner, but this is my own personal conspiracy corner. I think that they left Big Ben in that game when they were down 30 points. Sorry. I think they left him in there to get hurt. I really do. Jesus. I think they I think they left him in there to potentially get hurt. Why would you play his old ass down 30 points against Cincinnati? What good is that? Why not put the backup in? It's because you're trying to get him hurt. I'm on to you, Mike Tomlin. Dude. If I were them, he I would needs be like, reps. <laughs> he needs reps. 
if I were them, I'd want to see what you got in Dwayne Haskins before it's too late. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know how what their contract is on him. I imagine they got him for another year or so. Or but just put Rudolph out there. Who cares? No, like, no, who cares? no. You really don't it's, want Rudolph out there. We could saw that been worse than it Rudolph was last still has week. a dent in his head the size of Texas from Miles yeah, Garrett. Yeah, yeah and I understand that, but I think even the old dent head could be better than <laughs> old big, dent head. Could oh, be dent better head. than what Big Ben was doing last week. Good God, he looked old as hell i'm i we've talked about this podcast if he's on pittsburgh next year which god i hope not for pittsburgh fans and really just like all these stars on this team just wasting away uh i mean they're not old but i mean you're using utilizing some of their best prime years i mean claypool and deontay johnson are not getting any younger by any means um Big Ben's fat and old. Get him out of here. He came into the season looking like he was in shape. Now he looks like I've got a projection. Crushed a thirty pack. What's up? Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are going to keep their jobs this year. In fact, they're going to get extended, and then they're going to trade Justin Fields, the Steelers, for Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Guaranteed. I'll take that fireball bet. That would be a total <laughs> Bears move. It would. All right, so now on to uh, number three of my four shitty games. Uh, this one's the best one. I will say, and it's not the best one for regular football, but for fantasy, it should be fun. Um, and so it's Indy Houston. And if Indy would have just kept my boy Pierre Dazier, like Joe shouted out on Twitter, they might have won that game. But no, they had to cut him, and he made you pay. And I love it. I love that he game ceiling interception, basically. Um, Jonathan Taylor was pretty much a non factor until late in that game, but uh, you aren't getting that here. You're going to be getting a lot of JT this week. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, Texans. Can't figure out what running back to use. They couldn't even get it going against the Jets, so I'm assuming they won't figure it out against the Colts, whose rush D is number one before last week. So I don't, I don't know what they are after four nets, uh, four net for four there. Um, four but score. four score and four net for four. But uh, you know what you could do against the Colts D? You can throw. Which brings me to my start, which is Brandon Cooks. Uh, he's had a few bad games over the last couple weeks. Uh, but I don't envision this being one. I assume Indy will start off hot and he still be throwing a lot, not trying to rhyme or anything here, but uh, Tyrod hasn't been the most accurate, but they should be able to connect a few times and most likely for a touchdown as well. So uh, my sit here is Naheem Hines. And the only reason I'm bringing this up because he's done nothing the last however many, four touches in each of the last three games. Um, Even though the matchup is great here and you're thinking, oh shit, they might go up real fast. Jonathan Taylor, you know, they might sit him. You may think that's going to be one of those games. Maybe it will, but it's probably not. And you don't want to roll the dice here on this, especially week 13. Um, If you were going to do that with anyone, I'd probably choose Marlon Mack. I don't even know if he's playing right now. So I'm just saying Hines hasn't looked what we thought he would be, especially last year. He was very vultury, not getting that anymore. Uh, And then my stop is, Houston, figure out who your running back situation is for next year. You're not in it for this year. Like, Burkhead isn't it. Like, I, I hope you know that. David Johnson isn't it, and now he's injured again. Uh, it could have been Lindsey, but you straight cut him. Uh, with or without Watson, you're going to have to start a new team next year, and having no running back and most likely a young quarterback is not a good look. Uh, you're going to have to figure something out, and hopefully free agency is kind to you or the draft or something because right now it's looking real rough. I think they're in the draft for a running back. Yeah, but they got to be in the draft for a Hall. quarterback too, unless they get get one in the trade. Well, yeah, they're going to get a second round. They'll get one of these guys. There's no first round running backs 
I mean, somebody will probably reach for one, but talent wise, there's not one. So well, I don't probably... think Houston really has a plethora of picks, though. They don't. They don't have any like extra. I mean, if they if they trade Watson after legal situations pending and whatnot, then maybe because then they'll get a first rounder, I imagine, out of it. But ah, uh, I don't know. I just you got no got, QB or no running back in the future. Most likely, I assume Watson's not coming back, and then Cooks well, is not your receiver is, of the Cooks future. Cooks is like what twenty nine? I mean, no, he's, he's not thirty. He's definitely. He's already been trying to get out of this. He's not a spring chicken. No, and yeah, I mean, even even if he was young, it's like none of this is your future. You got nothing. Nico Collins is the future, ain't that the truth? Sure, Brevin Jordan. Build yourself a fucking team around that. I'd love to see it. They got Laramie Tunzel though. That's good. (laughs) That trade fucking hurt them. You can build all around Laramie Tunzel, man. He'll smoke them all out in the process. He'll smoke (laughs) out the whole passel. See what you did there. Oh, Jesus. All right, Joe. So, Josh, you said you were taking mm-hmm. all the shit games, and yet I get stuck with New York Giants at Miami. Well, I just talked about the Giants. I figured I didn't <clears> need to again. And I just talked about Miami. I think I had both of them last week. I would have picked them otherwise. Sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. So, um, <laughs> don't do this to the, don't do this to us, NFL. Like, really, please. Um, Daniel Jones, doubtful with a neck injury. So, on this week's episode of Shitty Football, we will be seeing Mike Glenn – Mike Glennon lead the New York. No, Mike Giants. Glenn. You don't have to complete that sentence. No, it's Mike, Mike Glennon. Glennon. Um, play the the Miami Dolphins. I, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I'd rather cut my leg off with a toothbrush than watch this game. Um, adding Philip Lindsay to this Dolphins backfield made it even harder to trust it. Uh, Gaskins looked good last week out of the Wildcat, but as Billy pointed out, he does not perform well on odd numbered weeks. So bench him. Uh, Waddle is an absolute god in PPR, man. So we're starting Jalen Waddle. He looked really good. Um, you're absolutely starting him. Gusecki is kind of a desperation uh, tight end. The Giants have been actually pretty good against tight ends, um, but have had two big, given up two big tight end weeks in the past three games to Waller and Gronk. Gusecki is not Waller or Gronk, but he's close. So he might have a good game here. Uh, absolutely love Saquon for this game. Um, I know he's been so-so since coming back, but I love him this week. He should be a little bit healthier and should get a big workload. This should be a close game. And if Sterling Shepard plays, you will never hear me say this again, but I like him to get some good stuff. I think uh, Glennon's going to throw it to Sterling Shepard if he does play. So I'm starting Waddle, Saquon, Gusecki, and Shepard. I'm sitting everyone else in this fucking game. And the Giants, will you please stop rotating your wide receivers so much. Can we just have one? Can we just have Galladay or Tony or or Shepard? Galladay. They paid him a lot of money. It's not their fault. They. I say they start Jake Fromm this week. Personally, I can't believe that. Josh, here's the real reason that it's fucked the Eagles this week. You let fucking Fred and Kitchens win a game. No, I agree. As the O court. Dude, do you think I'm happy about any of this? I mean, like, you act like I'm just like, yeah. I'm not, but I'm just, this is, <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, another reason. Gears. It's just another reason. Like, yeah, grabs my gears. I get news today or yesterday, whenever it was, that Daniel Jones had a neck injury, but played a whole game. Oh, Jesus Christ. Early in the game, he got a neck injury and they let him play the whole game. And then we lost to neck injured Daniel Jones. I mean, not that is that better than not neck injured Daniel Jones? <laughs> I, we don't, world may never we know. don't know. I called Daniel Jones being garbage from the start. So, I mean, I don't really have much for that one. He is. All right. I'll get on to it. This is honestly, I think this is going to be a really fun game. Cincinnati versus the Chargers. Um, both of these offenses are fun at times. And then other times they are not fun at all. 
<laughs> kind of depends on the week. Justin Herbert has taken a weird step back. Um, he cannot complete a deep de- uh, deep throw downfield. His depth, average depth of target is a less than, I think it was like less than Tua, for example, which is just like Tua is not known as a downfield passer. Herbert this year has also not been a downfield passer the last um, eight or nine weeks. So the Chargers need they need this one. Cincinnati could be had. Uh, you know, Mickey Bonco famously took him down. Um, but my star for this week, let's not overthink it. It's Joe Mixon and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. The Chargers defense is not good. Um, their run defense is abysmal. Kenneth Murray. He might as well not even be out there. Like I, they got to figure out something to stop the run game um, in the off season. But Mixon should have an easy game. Um, Chase and Higgins should also be fine. Um, on the Charger side, I mean, I think you, you obviously you're starting to Keenan Allen. I think you got to start Mike Will. He's getting the targets, but he's not getting necessarily the catches or the yardage that you like to see. But I think you got to keep putting him out there. My sit for this game is Tyler Boyd. Um, as I went over in the first part to this podcast, he has had weeks of two targets, eight targets, two targets, eight targets. It's too uh, in the mix for me. And with the defensive backs they have on the Chargers, one of these guys is in for a bad game, and I think it's Boyd. My stop for this game, feed Mike Will. Do it. I know he's trash. I know he's a fraud. But the team plays better when Mike Will gets fed. And Justin Herbert, please throw the ball downfield. Stop being a check down, Charlie. I do love me some Keenan Allen, but, man, yeah, get just Mike Will involved. Uh, so, actually, Asante Samuel should be back for this game. He had a concussion last week and couldn't play. So, one Cincinnati Bengal should have a good cornerback against him at at least one, one play at a time. I so, think Cincinnati so, wins, by the way, because I don't think Chargers are very good. Billy, what are we doing with Higgins, man? <clears throat> he's good to go. Are we saying he's back? Yes. We just... I do. I think he's back. There's been a whole lot of mediocrity aside from two. Um, years. It seems like Burrow loves either throwing to Chase or Higgins in a game, but the problem is you can't not start one because then the other one's going to go 100 for 100 and a touchdown. But you know you gotta be you gotta be sure that you're on the side that's actually doing that. You can't have that happening on your bench. You can't so be I think, sure. I, I agree. I agree with Bill there. Honestly, I think so. I think T. Higgins is giving you the best floor, uh, but you can't sit Jamar Chase because if he puts up forty on your bench, you're gonna be pissed. Especially if that game week. wasn't a blowout last week, then I think a lot more would have happened for that offense. No, you're right. I don't know who Asante Samuel is going to be on, but I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be able to stop Jamar Chase or one of these guys, but he'll definitely put a damper in things. And whoever he's covering will have a worse time. But he, I don't know if he chooses sides. Some corners only stay on the right side and whatnot. So mm-hmm. anyway, on to trash game number four. And this is, uh, honestly, this might be one of the worst games. Um, Jacksonville versus the Los Angeles Rams and the Rams have been having a bad time lately. They've been French frying when they're supposed to be pizza. And uh, it's been two straight bad weeks, uh, even with a buy in between those. So you think that they would have figured it out, but for a team in win now mode, you're not winning much. Um, the last two have both been terrible for the playoffs as well, as they've now lost the tiebreaker to green Bay and could lose it to San Francisco 
when they play them again. As a St. Louisan, I love to see this. As for Jacksonville, you finally did it. Sort of. You, 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 you're getting on to how to use Chenault the right way. Uh, but with nine targets, uh, you're on the right track. And he finally being used out of the backfield. That's nice as well. And maybe you even somehow unlocked Treadwell for some reason. I didn't even know he was still around until last week. It's Jacksonville for you. Yeah. So my start here is, I mean, you know your obvious ones, but my start is Odell. Is is he actually is is he gonna stay up? Is he it's decent? a thing. It's a thing. I I'm not sure. Can you start him in any game yeah. or just is is it when they're playing good offenses only? Is it tune in next week to find out these answers and more? All right. <laughs> also, uh, side note, I love that Devontae Adams didn't trade jerseys with Odell after the game. Uh, Salt was phenomenal. Classy uh, move. Classic fucking move. Um, but my actual real start, I was just really wanting to fuck around with Odell. My start is whatever running back starts against Jacksonville. I assume it's going to be Sony. It looks like Henderson's looking to be out right now. But like I said, like we've said, this is Tuesdays. So they're recording this. So just stay with, stay bear with me. But I, honestly, I'm, I'm down. Odell, I like the Deshaun Jackson-esque of this guy. I don't know what you're going to get out of him. But imagine if Deshaun Jackson was there. He'd finally have a role, too. It's kind of sad. <laughs> anyway, uh, my sit is Jacksonville. Uh, I'm nervous about Robinson just kind of in general, as he really hasn't been performing great as of late. Uh, but against the Rams front, I really doubt it's going to be this week. So I get if you need to play him because, you know, there's no running backs left. But uh, it's got to be scary for you. I, I just... You can't be that excited. He's been getting solid 10, though, even in bad games. So, I mean, you should have a good floor at the very least. And my stop is, why is Urban Meyer not fired yet? It's ridiculous. It took 12 weeks to figure out how to use Ch- Chenault, like your rookie wide receiver that you drafted or at least had a say in, I imagine. Um, not that I thought you guys would really win any of these recent games, although Atlanta should have been at least a, a challenge there. Um, this guy needs to go, man. And they're... Plenty of college coaching gigs opening up. I kind of thought he might just take one and just get him out of the NFL, man. Yeah, I kind of kept – he came out today and kept saying that – or said that he's not going to take a college football job. I'm like, well – You should. Let's, you just, should. Keep the, you let's should. just keep the door open, man. Let's just keep that door <laughs> open. Let's not close I mean, anything. I get giving him another chance because it's only been, you know, one year of his contract, but, like, the one years look pretty bad. Like, I get that you, you were number one pick for a reason, but at the same time, like, you're not doing much with it. And the side shit was a little worse. There's too many reports coming out about you not involving losing games. Yeah. I might be repping the Jags today, but screw the Jags. <laughs> that Keelan Cole jersey, by the way? Cecil Shorts. Oh, yeah. I've had this conversation uh, before. Yeah. Well, Keelan Cole's got COVID. I told you guys that earlier. You did. I, we appreciated you randomly throwing that in. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell and Keelan Cole. They're tied. So much, so much in common there. They're friends right. in real life. Finish her out. All right, guys. We have a uh, a winter football game alert here. This is my first game outside of a dome that I'm covering today, so I'm pretty excited about that. Wow. Uh, 32 degrees with a chance of snow in Chicago on Sunday, so that should be really fun. Um, Murray and Hopkins look like they're going to play this week. Edmonds will not. So fire up Connor, Murray, Hopkins, and Ertz. They may take a game or two to fully click and get the full production, but Murray and Hopkins are back, and they will get theirs against the Bears this week. Uh, Hopkins should avoid Jalen Johnson and get whatever trash the Bears try to roll out at the other cornerback spot. Uh, Hopkins' price point on DraftKings is ridiculous. I covered this in the daily segments, but he is 6,200. 
And if he is healthy and playing, he should be rostered in daily fantasy. Um, Connor, I don't like him, but he should absolutely roll <laughs> the Bears defense in the fourth quarter to kill the clock. Um, I don't see this game being very competitive. Uh, Justin Fields it will be back in. At least it looks that way. I don't think that line can really hold up against Arizona's defensive line, so he'll be under pressure a lot. Mooney is getting literally all of the targets for the Bears. So start him, Moon Man to the moon. It will not be pretty, but you're going to start him. Uh, Monty has a really tough matchup this week, uh, but again, I think you have to start him. The really interesting thing for me, kind of a development in the last few weeks, is Jakeem Grant is getting more snaps on offense. The coaching staff views him as a treat Cohen replacement. So I wouldn't be surprised this week to see him catch five or six balls. Uh, and if you're in a deep league, I mean, it is a sneaky stash, especially if you get return yardage points on that one. So um, just something to think about there. Um, sit AJ Green. I'm tired of him. And uh, stop discounting James Conner. I do it myself, but the dude is putting up points this year. So, so I, I'm not going to lie, man. I was just thinking, like, what the fuck happened to Tariq Cohen? I know he was injured and whatever. I, I Googled Tariq Cohen because, you know, that's what people do nowadays. The first three things. Where is Tariq Cohen? doesn't sound like Tariq Cohen's coming back anytime soon. Don't be surprised if Tariq Cohen never plays for the Bears again. Like, <laughs> what the hell happened, though? Like, it was like, oh, he might be out for the first four to six weeks. And then, like, just never came back. Yeah. They say he's working his ass off to trying to get back, but he's just I not there yet. I have a dynasty question for you, too. Yeah. Darnell Mooney is a top what wide receiver in Dynasty? 20 at least. I'd top say 20? say top 14. 14. That's very, okay. spe- very specific. That is specific. I like top it. 14. There's like at least thinking, 13 people better. You've like been thinking about this. Well, I wow. feel like Okay, well that's I mean that's that's good to hear for people who probably roster Mooney in Dynasty leagues that like it's finally over. You're welcome, Billy. Oh, yeah, like well, I wasn't necessarily talking about myself. It but, like I, mean, I just wanted Najee like, Harris. God well, but people it. have uh, Allen Robinson on their team, and that sucks because like they got you know they're going to well, get screwed, not have Robin. a guy. But maybe now you've got a wide receiver one in Chicago. Like that's exciting. I just I felt like maybe people needed to hear it. No, so number one, there's definitely ten people better than uh, Mooney right now. But like, and then Why there's another ten. To be top five. I was like, no, no, I, th- no, I thought no. top twenty-five. I thought but maybe there's another ten that are like two. better than him in regular league. But like dynasty, obviously, I get the work in there. Um, I have no problem with the fourteen or whatever. But there's no problem with Allen Robinson right now, like except for the fact that he's not playing. I know he's playing for the I just, Bears, but he's probably not going to play with the Bears next season. So if you have Mooney, you probably feel good going to the next season. I wasn't I, taking I, a victory lap for myself. Runner. We're talking about the Bears. I it just, sounded like a victory. If lap. you watch okay, the games, whatever. though, he's always open. He's always wide open. I don't. I don't need you to make me feel better about it. I'm just asking no, in dude, general. It's, I'm it's helping this, and if they're going to helping the possums, I'm not helping myself every week. I know how I feel about him. I'm just making sure everybody else how you feel you know, about him. I, I said top 25. I think he's back half of wide receiver two. And we'll see if what happens after the season, if he's the clear number one guy there, maybe he moves up some slots. But I say top 20 dynasty, top 25 regular. I don't think it really is much of a change because the it's really just, I mean, and it could obviously be higher than that. I'm just saying easily top 25, easily top 20. Dynasty okay. though, like probably I'd say 18. 
If we were going specific, I thought we were doing like numerals of five. Well, towards the back end of the season, I feel like we need to start talking dynasty because people need to know trade values for after the season. So that's the only reason I'm throwing it out there. I understand I have him on one of my teams. I'm just mentioning it. All right. On to my next game, though. Denver versus Kansas City. So this actually I think is going to be secretly a really good game. Um, Denver has been shaky at best. Teddy B. Got hurt in the last game, but I think he's going to be fine to play. Drew Locke came in for a couple snaps, but I think Teddy B will be good to play in the game. Um, my actual sit for this game is Denver wide receivers. Um, I love all of them as a whole, but I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the guy to maximize their talent. Um, so I don't think that Denver wide receivers, especially you got Legarius Sneed out there. He's been very good. Tyron Matthews has been very good. The Kansas City defense is like a completely different team than at the beginning of the season, and they're really starting to hit their stride as far as coverage goes. However, the one thing I think that you could probably get out on them is my start is Javante Williams. Um, I think the running backs are the way to go in this game. Williams and Gordon, they can probably both eat, but I think Williams is the one you want to play in this game because he possesses a skill set that I think are, is the one that you want to beat KC with. Melvin Gordon is good. I just think now that that defensive line's kind of at least a little bit short up, I think that it's not going to be as good as normal for him. So I think Javante is the way to go. And my stop, I'm, this is a all pro Denver one because I think Kansas City, you've got you know your usual suspects. My stop is stop not feeding Javante Williams. It's time. Let's hand the reins over. Let's get started on next season. I got. I guess if you're Denver, you're thinking maybe we can sneak into the playoffs because that seventh seed, it seems like nobody really wants it in the AFC, but let's start planning for the future. Uh, You know, let's, let's, you know, let's start thinking about what's going to happen next season when we possibly have Aaron Rodgers on the roster. Like let's start, let's start thinking ahead. So let's get Javante Williams in there. Kind of like how Jonathan Taylor was last year. Let's start just like, you know, making that smooth transition. We got about six weeks left or not six weeks. We got four weeks left. Let's just smooth transition. Javante Williams, 2022. Let's go. So as a Javante Williams owner, I actually. Manager. I Sorry, manager. I do agree with you in the sense that Javante Williams is the future. But honestly, Melvin Gordon has proved his worth. I think both of them as a split backfield have worked really well for the team. I get for fantasy purposes. I I get it. I get it. But I think keeping them both healthy and keeping them both involved is the best is the biggest play right now. They're one team that have two healthy, great running backs and Melvin Gordon's probably going to be, I said this on the um, daily uh, or the whatever start sit on Sunday was they're both like Melvin Gordon's going to go somewhere and he's going to be like Derek, uh, not Derek Gore, um, Frank Gore and just play for like, he's like 40. So honestly, as much as I don't like it as a Javante Williams owner, I like the split at for their their sake because they're in in real football. It makes a lot of sense, but in fantasy, let's get rid of the split. It's time to move to the future. The real football. I know, but what what are they trying? Javante. I'm saying they might be trying to to win, and if they're trying to win, then that's fine. They're gonna try to get in the playoffs and lose. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, that's how you have to play if you're a real football team. I like. I'm saying if you do lose, it's time to go to the young cat. I like that Javante has the more pass catching prowess. Like they're getting him more involved in the pass catching game. And I think that's, what's going to help him in the future to kind of grow. Cause honestly he's not, it was never the pass catcher at North Carolina and Michael Carter took over that role. So I think it's really interesting to see 
him kind of grow into that pass catcher. And I think next year we're going to see a lot of that. I agree. All right. That's all I got. Casey rolls. Easy game for Casey. Just kidding. Actually, maybe not. I don't know. Is that it? It's a it's a it's a divisional game. I think it just, is. Oh, that is it. Yeah, that's all the games because there's okay. four buys. Yeah. Well, that's all we got for this week. Does anybody have anything they want to close out with? I got it. I got a little thing. I saw yeah. it earlier, and I don't. I didn't actually write anything down about it, but I thought it was interesting that uh, RG three is coming out with a book and memoir situation or something. I don't know exactly what it is. I saw that. But he's gonna basically rat out all the Washington execs and stuff and. I'm wondering, and this it's not even about all that. I don't, I mean, obviously I think all the stuff should be brought to light because I feel like they kind of burned the papers kind of deal. Um, but my question is, is this because he's, he's pissed off about his career or like, is this because he just wanted to write a memoir and make some more money? Well, probably first that. of all, I think every person upon retiring from their career should write a memoir, ratting out their bosses. I think that should be a must. That'd be some entertaining shit. That would be that is entertaining. True. And yeah. everybody would read it too. Yeah. Some good drama. Like fuck reality TV. How about reality novels? Even like the like, you know, like the long snapper. He could like my life as a special oh, team. Oh, you talking about my guy from the Eagles? Yeah, he's a uh... Take a picture of that guy, Joe. Yeah, got actually... a picture of his butt for you. <laughs> oh boy, that was great. We were at the Bears Eagles game and I was like, "Joe, you got to take a picture of him." He was on uh america's got talent he's a magician and joe's like you mean the guy bent <laughs> over right now i was like yeah yeah he did it for me my phone that died. was dude karis was randomly at that game that's what i met karis i actually didn't yeah. realize it so he had much better seats than we did so we actually got some pretty good seats and then got it close enough to take a picture of some dude's ass for josh it was hey he's a good guy nice. and honestly our long snapping hasn't been the same since gotcha all right. Well, that's it for week 13. I got four weeks left in the regular season. I think most people's playoffs probably start pretty soon, right? I mean, yeah, some are starting this week. Honestly, so it used to be week 13 was the main thing, but with the extra game, I've noticed, I think every league I'm in is starts week 14 now. So I'm sure some people are still on their normal tradition and whatnot, but most people moved back and gained a week. Uh, which I think is good. We always did our championship week 16 and that's why we kept it there. But I like the extra week personally. I wouldn't be against if this stays. I mean, I wouldn't be against doing it week 17 because people still play football till the end, man. And that's mentioned it kind of adds a whole aspect. I'm not doing it the last game because you never know when a whole team is sitting. Yeah. I just hate that the last week of the season, week 14, there's like still buys going on. That's just, yeah, I have. It feels uh, weird. I don't know. The Eagles and Indy are both on buys, and that hurts. Can you imagine having a guy on buy in your playoffs? Which will gonna, happen to people. I, I am yeah. actually in one. I, I am in one because I'm really hoping to get that first round buy so I can just skip it. And because I got Hertz, and I actually I think Hertz is my only problem, but I don't have a backup. I got Fields and uh, Roethlisberger right now. So just an absolute disaster. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Follow at OP Economist on Twitter. Follow at Josh Hall STL on Twitter. Follow at Ombre Vendor on Twitter. Follow at Semi Pro Fantasy Sports on Twitter as well. Go follow the YouTube channel. Uh, we got some really big things happening in the offseason, which should be really exciting. Offseason is fast approaching. Can't believe that. Still got a month left, so we got quite a bit of time to figure some things out. 
Um, but you know, we're 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 gonna keep this podcast going, keep the keep the dynasty stuff going. We might only go back down to one show a week, and that's okay. That would I think that all of us are gonna collectively love that a little bit <laughs> since these take Absolutely. a minute to do. But um, so we appreciate the passel possums that has stuck out with us through this entire season so far. That's all I got to say. Come hang out in the start sit sit show on Sunday. I will be there for sure. I don't know either of these rascals will be here, but hopefully they will I'll be, be there. Passels, passels, not rascals. Hopefully, I tried to get this... on on Sunday, and you fuckers blocked me out. You texted you me after I had left. Should have texted Josh, but you need to get on. You need to get on. Oh, this is this is unrelated, but um, no, I I, I just want to say good luck, everybody, man, and uh, tune in next week. And uh, if you guys want talk shit on the Eagles on Twitter on me, I I, I deserve it. So yes, he does. You guys have listened to that for however long you've listened to it, and I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Joe, get us out of here. Good night. <laughs>